Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, the podcast for the busy gamer. I'm the Palico who is always there for you, Michael, and I, as always I am joined by the B-52 monstrosity, Beasel Goose, Matthew. Hello. <laughs> and photographer Raptor and interesting dip, Tzatziki. <laughs> Adrian. Oh, I didn't know we were doing the noises. I uh, well, come on. If we're gonna get to the role playing of it, you got to do well, the noises. Well, Michael didn't meow. I don't expect him to meow. I do. I'm waiting well, for it. I. They don't exactly meow, Palicos. The cats, but they don't. They meow. talk, but they don't. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> what game will we play? What game do we play? I don't know. Have we given it away yet? Uh, well, it's, it says on the title, so they already know. And They've clicked we on it. Can't stop talking about it. We can't stop playing it. It's Monster Hunter World. I literally had to stop playing it for the podcast because it's so good. <laughs> so we've all played a Monster Hunter game before. Uh, Adrian, you started with Four Ultimate on yeah, 3DS. That, I've only played Monster Hunter for you, but and at that time, that game was like, I was like, oh, this is a really good game. I'm like, how do they top it? Like, yeah, that's it. How do they top it? And they did. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Well, Michael got me yes. into Monster Hunter. You got me into Monster Hunter Try. On the Wii, that's where it began. Well, for us. I remember watching you guys as well because you were like playing, like Matt was playing on the Wii and you were playing on your 3DS or DS or something with him and you're playing it, you're like, oh, it's super fun. And then you would, I remember specifically you guys doing an underwater combat level and you're like, this is the worst thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was. That was uh, 3U. Which is kind of like, the definitive edition, I guess? Yeah, they added a bunch more because it sort of combined Try with Portable 3rd, which was on the PSP. Um, and yeah, Water Combat, I'm glad it hasn't returned, but I felt like if it was in this one, it would have been done better because literally everything has been done better in this Monster Hunter world than past Monster Hunter games. If you haven't figured it out, we're skipping right through news because... What what else is there to talk about? Monster Hunter is what everyone is talking about. But we can start with some like stats from it that are kind of like news esque. Well, yeah, news esque, but it's about Monster Hunter. I mean, it's been out for what two or three weeks now, and it's shipped six million units and managed to do what some would think is unbeatable, undoable, which is overtake PUBG as the the number one Xbox One game. And one of the top-selling PS4 games of January, I think it was the top-selling game, and it overtook, like, the Call of Duty that came out and, like, NBA, 2K, whatever. You know why that's amazing? Because it came out on the 26th of January. So, in five days, it became the best-selling game of the month. Holy moly. I do... I'm pretty sure that was, like, PS4 January Australia. I don't... I'm not confident yes, in saying I think you global, might be right. but I wouldn't be surprised if it is global because it's almost a phenomenon, I feel. This is the first game that I went to go get. Like, I pre-ordered it. I've pre-ordered games before. That's cool. This is the first game I went to go get, like, the, the moment the store released kind of thing. And I was still, like, an hour late, and I was still aligned for this. 
and it was as the first time I've ever had to line up to pick up a game on a release day, which I think says something, something says something to the to the wide-reaching nature that everyone was wanted a copy of this. Was anyone picking up? Uh, I think Dragon Ball Z Fighters came out yes. the same day. Yeah, and this is that's why this is such a like. It was a close choice, but I'm glad I went with World, and not Dragon Ball Fighter. And I, I think in every instance, I would have gone with Monster Hunter World. But yeah, it did come out the same day, and I do want to play Mo- uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z eventually. But I have, I still have many, many more hours to put into Monster Hunter World. I mean, you only get so many Super Saiyans. In, in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, whereas you get so many monsters in Monster Hunter World. How many hours have you guys each put in? Do you know off the top of your head? Fifty. Fifty hours. Oh, it's been yeah two weeks. Two weeks and like two days. You put fifty hours. That's that's two days worth in the last two weeks. I think I'm a, I think I'm around half that. Around twenty five hours. That's that's okay. That for you, that's quite yeah. a lot. <laughs> Whoa, Michael. Yeah. Welcome to man. my new job. <laughs> I think mine sits at about 35 or 36. I'm in the middle. I And yeah, like I was thinking about like how many more hours am I going to put in? I'll put it in at least another 35, I reckon, easily. I would like this will easily hit 100, I think. I feel like it's kind of caused a rift in my life because I spend so much time playing it. But then again, I'd always be able to, you know, just it's it's for the podcast. I'm doing it for the podcast. <laughs> now I don't have that excuse. So when I'm sitting there at 1am playing and my partner's, what, what are you doing? It's time for bed. It's, gonna be, it's not for the podcast anymore. It's not for it's the podcast anymore. It's for your own anymore. enjoyment. It's for me. I think... Like, I remember Super Mario Odyssey, I was saying, oh, wow, I've spent so much time in this. I've nearly 100% of it. Whereas this, I've spent, I feel like I've spent so much more time and I'm not even close to 100%ing it. I'm not even close, I feel like, to 50%ing it, you know? I don't even know if this is the kind of game you can 100%. Like, I feel like there's always going to be more. Like, even in 4U, I got to high rank I don't even think I got touched near the end of the high rank. Whereas I've just started. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Like this game that they're taking it to a full like Western release kind of thing. Like this is going to get updates, more monsters, more quests. Matt said they might be adding G rank as like content. Uh, Was there a season pass for this or is it all DLC free kind of thing? It's all free. Oh, Doing it right. Oh, yeah. Unless uh, some packs, they are purchasable. Like, you can get, like, a Samurai Deluxe sort of set yeah. for, like, See, $20. Oh, cosmetics is fine, but we, we can talk about um, their addition of microtransactions. What microtransactions are they? I only saw, like, um, gestures. Is, yeah, is the well, only thing I saw. There's gestures. Can... I think you can. There's some armor sets that are purchasable. Um, at least the infrastructure is there that they. It's it's infrastructure like like a mobile game or or an EA game at this point, basically, where you can buy stuff. But I think they've done it right. They've put in all the content in the game that you need to beat the game and play the game. 
But if you want to look really cool, here's some other stuff that you can buy. And I don't know how expensive it is, but uh, it is there. But it, it's I think it's the right way. It's not too overbearing. It's not in your face. I don't even know it was there until uh, I watched a video and someone else brought it up. Um, and they and they were reviewing the game and they took points off because it had, simply because it had microtransactions in it. But I think games can get away with microtransactions without a detrimenting the game if it's done right and i think here it's done right because you don't even notice it unless you think about it or or go i wonder if there is well i mean let's okay let's say hypothetically you can spend a hundred dollars extra on microtransactions and it gets you the best armor and the best weapon in the game all right that's not going to affect anyone else anyway like if you have someone join your quest and i know this from experience because um I bought 3U for the 3DS because at the time I had, what are they called? It's like a Game Shark for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And I input the best armor and the best weapon onto my character, which was like G rank stuff, but I was only low rank. And I tell you, it doesn't matter how good your weapon or armor is because you need the skill to win. Um, like, sure, it helps that you don't get one hit by a strong monster but still at the end of the day monster hunter is this weird thing where yeah it's really really skill-based and i think people don't really when you get that good at it i don't think you notice that you're that good at it and then you say oh i need a better weapon but really if you were to compare us now to us playing for ultimate You'd think that we were some, like, pros. If we <laughs> if we joined our old selves games, our old selves would be like, who who is this professional Monster Hunter player? And He's so my switch axe all the time. God. And so my point is that even if there was these microtransactions, it wouldn't affect gameplay for people who don't buy them. Whereas I think I think the best example to go into would be. The whole EO, EA Battlefront 2 was like, oh, it's pay to win. And it's like, yeah, if that guy has, you know, the ability to be Darth Vader and not get killed by this and that, then that's an unfair advantage. Whereas, you know, rich boy from Donald Trump's nephew who has the credit card, he, he can buy it. And he can have the best armor, but he can't beat the monster still, if you know what I mean. Yeah. doesn't matter how much money you dump in it. It's not pay to win. I also feel that for the amount of time we've put in, I reckon if we were still a little Monster Hunter try on the Wii babbies, I'm after 25 hours, I'm, I'm like Hunter rank 8. Also, I don't think that's amazing. It's probably not amazing progression, but after 25 hours, how many years ago? Like 80 years ago or whatever it was, I would be like a hunt rank two. As in, it's a lot easier to get your levels up. I think it's a. I think it's a skill based thing. So because it's not pay to win, because it's not actually necessarily about your gear. I am a better player. The game welcomes past players and new players i think world actually has a pretty good learning curve if you are newer to it but i think because it's so welcoming of past players i've been able to 
bring in experience and not have to I don't feel like it's as grindy as it used to be but it might really be me because like Matt was saying it's it's about your skill as the player not about your gear and things like that and so when I first began on the Wii I didn't even know how to like play the game well yeah that's true like you didn't know how to craft items how to like cultivate items etc etc and this has like auto crafting and straight from the bat you're sort of given way more hints as to what plus what equals what in crafting through the crafting list it all seems more obvious and there are more tutorials as you're interacting with something a little thing comes up and says this is for this and you could play a video sometimes and it'll explain it so i think new players probably aren't going through what i went through all those years ago i think that this has a better build are you a salty like veteran like, oh, back in my day we had to craft we had to craft our own whetstones, right? We had no, a limited supply. There are people who were salty in saying that the, the poorer aspects of this game or the harder aspects and people explaining it as saying, oh, but that's how Monster Hunter is and them getting salty that that's not an excuse. This, this is the best iteration. It's been much worse than this and everyone is happy it is. I don't know anyone who still wants the old systems. This is this is better. Yeah, I think that's that's the major takeaway from from my thoughts at least. This is the definitive Monster Hunter game. It has like okay, it might be missing like some classic uh, monsters like uh, Jaggy is not there. They have the Jagras instead, um, but it's done all the right things progressing from all the previous games onto uh, onto you know the modern consoles that it just hits all the marks it's yeah i can't imagine the only reason i would go back and play for you for example is because i want to play it at work i want to play monster hunter world at work but i can't <laughs> so i'll play one for you it would be so good if you could have Monster Hunter World, like on the Switch, I think. All right, let's let's bring us up for a sec because obviously you've listened to us before. You know we're massive advocates and lovers of the Switch, and we are. We were. I was very disappointed to hear that it wasn't on the Switch. Like, under, I could understand because it is like this prettier, this bigger version of the game. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe they didn't think it could run the the software. Or maybe there's, you know, Sony and, and stuff have an exclusivity deal, etc. But oh, it would just be so good to play it on the Switch, just to carry it around and smash out a monster in the downtime at work. What if they they do what Bethesda is doing in that it's about making it work for the Switch? So what if Capcom is actually behind the scenes at the moment going, we're not going to tell anyone about this because it might not work, but what if they're trying to make a version that will work on the Switch? It might take a year, might take 18 months. You might end up going back to possibly loading screens as you walk through the zones the old way. If that can help it stay looking better, would you would you pick up the the Switch sort of scaled back version? If they did like a Monster Hunter World Light or something. Yeah, sort of like Doom doesn't run as well as it did, but it's still 
Doom and it still looks good for the Switch and Skyrim is now on the Switch even though it's years old, but it works and it's there. I So my initial thought when you said that was no because it's not the same as World. It'll, you know, it, it can only be disappointing after playing World. But then I thought, no, I think I can I think I trust the devs of Monster Hunter to be like to to make it work. They would play to its um benefits and and off its off its cons. So I mean, more Monster Hunter, how can I turn it down? I think I <laughs> like I think maybe I'd prefer either its own game or porting like Double Cross or something like that. Well, Double Cross is on the Switch. You just need a Japanese account. Well, you just need to speak Japanese. It doesn't have any English translations, I believe. Well, you, t- you don't need a... Sp- it's pretty intuitive, I think. Well, oh, I, mean, I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember reading something about uh, people who were playing Monster Hunter back when it was not as like well-known in the West. And they didn't learn Japanese, but they n- knew that like this particular um, character meant like this one thing and that they just would extrapolate from there and then just use I- like the visual icons. So they didn't speak Japanese, but they just knew where the menu could take you. So uh, I think I have a theory on why it might not be on the Switch. And it's actually one of my biggest gripes with Splatoon 2. Because Splatoon 2 is supposed to be, like, always online. Uh, But when I'm out and about, and back when my internet was really, really, like, really bad, and in my own home I couldn't play online on the Switch, I couldn't progress anything at all, even though there was an offline kind of thing. And, of course, you can progress offline on monster hunter world but what if the reason that they they looked at the switch they realized people wouldn't be at home they wouldn't be able to go on to those sessions because they really want to get those uh you know the sos flares and that kind of always online almost like it's a massive like an mmo but not (laughs) um and maybe they looked at the switch realized people wouldn't be doing that on the switch and just wrote it off because of that. Because the daily login bonus, the SOS flares, um, yeah, the sessions that you go into with, I think, 16 other people, it seems like they want that to be a really integral part of what Monster Monster Hunter is now. Yeah, so I do I, agree. I think they they looked at that and they went, that's not what we want. Well, I've looked it up and I can tell you exactly why uh, they didn't bring it to the Switch. And also they said they don't have any plans for Switch at the moment, which is sad, no. but no. I can deal with that because it's kind of like Monster Hunter World is, is, you know, is this version. The Switch might get something else, hopefully. Uh, part of the reason is that the title was in development for almost four years, which is nuts to think about. Like, makes sense. It's like very polished game. But four years is a long time to be developing a game. Uh, and at the time, they had to commit to hardware choices. So they decided on the most powerful current-gen consoles uh, before the Switch was even announced. So basically, they started on it with the PS4 and the Xbox One. 
and didn't even know the Switch was going to be a thing. So they hadn't started developing for it and it was probably too late in the cycle. Um, but then I think they, they must have just kept it like that and gone, well, that's too bad. So that's okay. I don't mind this being like the Monster Hunter you sit down and play at home. See, my only gripe with that whole statement is that I feel like it's a very good game to just knock one hunt out. You know, I've, yeah, I've, I'm on this bus for another few minutes. I can knock one hunt out. Um, I was going to say, what if you uh, had, hang on, I'm trying to get the name of it, a kind of spinoff, but it had the graphics of Monster Hunter stories. Like a... So it's kind of cartoony. That's a tough one, man. Because it's like... Is, should you should we even bother make trying to adapt Monster Hunter World? At that point, isn't that just a new game? Yeah, that's a good point. And if if I had to start all over again, I don't think I could. I think, and that's what a really? lot of people are saying. Yeah, I don't know because I've put in fifty hours. And so, if your for, data got erased right now for whatever reason, you would not pick this up again. See, that's that's a different story entirely. But what I'm saying is, if they made a spin-off or they made a Monster Hunter World G or Ultimate, like that they have, um, I don't know that I could pick it up unless they had some sort of save file transfer um, yeah but i'm saying this so soon it's only been it's only been out for three weeks you know uh yeah i mean i was thinking about this do you think they will do like a monster hunter world ultimate or uh or do you think they'll jump onto like maybe monster hunter world 2 uh, like two years three years down the track i have a feeling that this is it for this generation if they're going to support the game by login bonuses, free DLC, more monsters, more gear, possibly a G rank, I feel like this could be it because I don't think they've typically done too many. There was three U was for the Wii U, um, but the Wii U didn't get four U. So they thought, okay, well, that's enough for the console release for that generation so i have a feeling that this will be this will be it unless the pro and the xbox one have extended the life cycle of this generation and we might see one possibly in a few years if it doesn't look like they're going to upgrade into the next generation but i would i would bank on this kind of being it yeah i feel like this game is so polished like a sequel would just be the same thing with different monsters. Like, there's not there's not much more they could improve. Um, but let's let's talk about for a moment the things that they should improve. So, a lot of stuff has been improved from previous games, but there's still some things, mainly to do with multiplayer. I feel that are just not not as smooth as everything else in the game. A lot of people I was watching streamers play this have trouble getting multiplayer working. And it is a bit of a screw around to learn. But like once you get it, it's not too hard. But it's still, at least early on, I was having difficulty posting quests. I think that might have been either my internet or the PSN 
um, uh, what do you call it, crashing problems. But multiplayer, I was talking to a friend about multiplayer. So someone who hasn't played the game, hasn't played a Monster Hunter for decades, probably even since before three. Um, and they were saying like, oh man, multiplayer is so hard, like so so weird and difficult to, to do. Meanwhile, I was sitting here thinking, man, multiplayer is so much easier now. And like, it's kind of cooler, like more, it's more multiplayer-y. Um, because, so it's interesting, different perspectives. Like someone who hasn't played a Monster Hunter before really coming into this going like, oh wow, this is really difficult. Like, why can't they just be drop in, drop out? Why do you have to invite to session rooms? Why isn't there like a friends list in the game? You just click and add like a plus button and it invites them in and then you can drop in and out of quests. What's with the weird cutscene necessities to join quests? Whereas I'm sitting here on the opposite end going, this is so much easier. I like that you can do the it's single player. It's, it's all the same campaign. It's not split between... Um, the single player quests and then you have your multiplayer quests it's all the same stuff you can do it together you can kind of drop in but you have to wait for the cutscenes. like yeah i was gonna say the my only problem with multiplayer is the cutscenes. that thing is a bit weird uh, i was gonna say it's not intuitive at all but it's not bad and i think people think because it's not intuitive that it is bad um once i got my head around it it became quite easy to, and even if I wanted to hunt a monster, but I'm not in the mood to solo it because that's, you know, while a monster is harder on multiplayer, at the same time it's easier because you're not alone. And so you can just, boom, search for SOS Flare, search for this monster, and I, I think that's brilliant. Because the SOS flares, the SOS flares are really what make the online multiplayer make sense to me. Because in your session, you've got 16-ish people, could be more. um, And if someone posts a quest, it'll tell you and you go and look at the quest. You don't want to do that quest, that's fine. You go search for SOS flares and it'll show you, it'll sweep... Not just your session, but I don't know if it's worldwide. It must have some sort of limit or matchmaking to it. Yeah, probably. Because I'm sure there's always someone fighting some monster, but I'll search for that monster and it won't pop up. And it's probably because I'm just trying to be lazy and hunt a low-rank Toby Kodachi when I am high should be fighting a high-rank Toby Kodachi. Um, so the game's like, what are you doing? <laughs> just fight it yourself. Yeah, um, I, per- I personally think this multiplayer is pretty. It's like it's like I think it's really good for Monster Hunter the way you, like you can drop it to a session, and there's like whatever sixteen people, and then that means you can be joining a variety of different quests, or you can make your own. You bring your friends into the session, and then you guys can go do a, a, a squad uh, of a quest. Like, I think it's the best way they've. Okay, my own experience is for you, but I think from that experience, this is the best. This is the better way that they've done multiplayer. It is just a little finicky and confusing to wrap your head around. Well, the way I sort of, I think I get it a bit more now. It works very well if you are in 
like a team. So that's why there's the squads and you can open squad sessions and automatically go to wherever someone that a squad that you're a part of is, you can go join the squad session. So it works really well for people like us who want to play with each other and we know each other. So we make a squad or we invite with um, through the PlayStation invite to the session and that works and you chat and you say, okay, I'm putting up this quest. Where it doesn't work is if you want people who you don't know to join your quest. I've had basically no one ever join a quest I've posted. If you want to play with strangers, you have to make the conscious decision, I will join other people because no one will join you. So the people who do join your quest, hats off to them because they have gone out of their way to join you because no one really does. Everybody kind of wants someone to join them. And there's lots of just one person in a quest by themselves waiting for someone. And it's not going to happen unless it's a like maybe a, a quest that lots of people are just by chance really need that gear. But they have to go out of their way to join. So I think there's probably an improvement there. People yeah. are thinking, how do I... How do I join in more simply without having to search and make more conscious decision of what I want to join. What if there was a quick response SOS and you just, you land and okay, what are we fighting? And then off you go and you just roll the dice on it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, uh, especially for higher level people who are helping out lower people. Yeah. Would just be good to be like, that's just, just click, click random join and you just go and you help someone fight. Oh crap. Is that a Diablos? Fuck. It would be interesting if they did, like, if, yeah, that quick SOS response, and it's like, it does it by, like, the person is weak to fire, they're fighting a Rathalos, they've already fainted once, it's like, quick, we're sending you in right now, because you need to help this guy, like, he needs this help, um, as opposed to, you know, Dave, who fired an SOS flare, uh, he's high rank, and he's not going to cart, but because he's fighting a low-rank Kuliyaku, but he fired his SOS flare anyway for some reason. Um, Just to open it he, up. He doesn't need the help, but this, this other guy, he does. That would, be, that would be a cool feature. Like prioritizing based on how many times someone's carted. Yeah. Well, you only get three, and I feel like if someone's carted twice, it's... Unless you say to them, stay back. Just stay at the base. I'll do it. Or... You get reduced rewards if you join a quest too late. But there should be consideration that if you're joining later because someone is struggling, you should get a bonus like a yeah. like helper rewards. Yeah. yeah. Like good job you join and you help them get over the line. It yes, it's not as much as it would be, but you for helping, you pick up a little a little extra and they're grateful because the quest didn't completely abandon. I think it should weigh it, you know, like if they're, um, if the monster is at X health at this point in time, you know, if it has too much health, then yes, you, you should get extra rewards because you've helped this guy so much. Yeah. Um, rather than if it has the expected health halfway at the halfway time point, uh, and you join in, 
well, then you're just getting a free ride. So, of course, it doesn't want to give you... And that's why it does it, because if you join late, then they presume that the monster's already half dead. Uh, but, but it should th- measure their health. If they're at, yeah. like, 10%, you should get, like, nothing for joining in. Well, that's the thing. If it's after 10 minutes, I'm pretty sure you get nothing because I've joined and all I get was the extra rewards and none of the main rewards. So I did get extra rewards because I broke its head and tail, but then I got nothing else um, in the main reward area. But I had joined a quest within the time limit where I would get rewards and the guy I joined was just uh, so OP that he finished it very quickly to me joining and I felt really unnecessary. But I still got all the rewards. So I was like, that's an easy way to exploit that. If there's someone who's got really high gear against really easy things, you can just tag along and do nothing. But you could do that anyway. You could join at the very beginning with high rank Joe and he can still beat the monster and you reap the rewards. And I think they... But that's a thing technically that's existed all of Monster Hunter. Yeah. But this happened through... Through like SOS, he SOSed. I joined, but he had the situation completely under control. He was fine, and I was like, I, "Oh, okay, thanks for I, the carbs." I did, <laughs> yeah, I did get an achievement for and like it said, you answered ten SOS calls and succeeded the mission. And I was like, "Okay, I feel like I just was too lazy to join a quest." I think that's the way, if you want people to join your quest, like you were saying, you can't just sit around in your, in Astera, in your gathering hub, uh, waiting for people to join. I think the only way that people have joined in my experience is you start the quest, uh, and if it's a good monster, like an Anjanath, and people want those parts, they'll join in shortly thereafter, or you shoot an SOS flare, and people will join. That's the only way I found people will join is if I, like, I'll get a full, full room if I shoot an SOS flare. Yeah. After figuring out all the multiplayer, my only gripe with it is I couldn't figure out for the longest time until someone told me how to join someone else's session, like, without talking to them. As in, I was playing, I wanted to play with a friend. I saw that he was online, but I, I knew that he was playing with someone else. So I didn't want, and the only way I knew at that time to be in the same session was to invite them through the, through the in-game, invite a friend. But I didn't want to pull them out or his friend, like they were in their thing. I wanted to join them and I couldn't figure it out. There's no like simple way to join someone else's session um, and then start going on quests with them. But you, you can do that through the PlayStation. It's just in a weird spot. It's in like in a different spot than uh, inviting them and stuff like that. What has been your favorite new monster? Uh, I've grown a love for the Zizi Kuya. The Yaku. Yaku, okay. So they're Zizi. all, the ones that are like that are Yaku, okay. The, be, only because I um, had to fight like six times to get the parts I needed to build the armor I wanted. <laughs> so probably the, I've, I've lovingly called it the Zatziki. Zatziki. <laughs> What about you, Matt? Who do you who do you enjoy? I don't know. They're they're also really cool. Um, I think maybe 
the midway. So someone in the coral. I I think I prefer the place, the coral highlands, the most. Oh yeah, that's um, definitely the like prettiest. My favorite monster overall is the bread and butter Rathian Rathalos, but that's not a new monster, so that's not my answer. So, <laughs> uh, I think a Doggeron, um, because he he kicked my ass the first time. I think he was my biggest wall this entire game. Um, he made me swap weapons. I was maining switch axe, and then I changed to lance because of him. Because um, I kept getting hit, so I thought, well, l- let me make him hitting me serve me more than him. And so lance. But he, I've seen like videos of him in the Coral Highlands, and the Polomu, I think, was flying up, wanted to leave, and a Doggeron wasn't having any of that, and just made a like hundred foot vertical leap up into the air to grab him and slam him back down. <laughs> what about yourself, Michael? It's pretty tough because I think one of the sort of, I think a really interesting monster is Toby Kadachi, but I have fought him once because he is absolutely terrifying to fight because of just how fast he moves. And I think it was at the time as well, I was not equipped to fight a Toby Kadachi very well. So I fought him like once and haven't returned yet, but I remember at the time of seeing him and the way he moves and stuff that like, oh, this is really cool. This is a really tough fight. Sort of felt like a, a Zenoga fight, but faster. Get to be more on your toes. Uh, Radaban is also quite quite fun. Yeah, I like his design. Like, yeah, a lot of the monsters, I'm just like, oh, that's a that's a good looking monster, you know. Though he's he is turning on the, his second rolls because he would do a full like roll with his spikes out, and sometimes it would just be one, sometimes it would be two, and the second one will just snap to wherever you are. And if you've had to dive out of the way, a good good night, because you can't get up and move again in time to avoid that second roll. Nope. Yeah. So you, you don't want to do the big Superman dive to avoid Radaban. You just want to roll so that you're ready. Yeah, let's talk about monsters in general, because you were saying that all their designs are good. Do you think that the difficulty scaling was good? Yeah, it's felt it has felt like it's felt just challenging enough. Like I've the only things that really walled me were like um uh the Toby Kadachi, but uh, well, like even then that wasn't too hard. I think you guys carried me or Matt carried me. Um it's just, it's always got that weird like I've always found this with monster. I'm just like sometimes you'll see a monster and be like, "Oh, that's gonna that's gonna wreck me." But then you smash it, like the Radaban. I was like, "This is a beast," and he's got like, he's got like bones all over him. This is a big. He's gonna he's gonna take a while. But then I you smash him real quick. But then some other ones like the Toby Kadachi, like, "Oh, it's just a little it's a little doggo thing." Oh, it's easy, and then you get smacked. Yeah, it's expectations versus the reality. Exactly. Of it. 
Hang on, I have an idea. I'm going to run through the list of uh, story monsters. So this is to do with the story. And I'm sure we'll talk about the actual story in a second. Um, and just your quick thoughts. All right. So the first one, Great Jagras. Yep. Got sort of the, m- the modern Royal Ludroth. It's like you got the Great Jaggy in one hand and the Royal Ludroth in the other and just put them together. Four-legged, quite easy to sort of see what he's going to do. He doesn't pull out any random sort of moves. Uh, good to learn on. He shows that there can be different states. Straight away, the first story, large monster, shows you that there can be different forms to the monster. So when he's yeah. eaten something and when he's still more mobile. Yeah. All right, next boy, Kuli Yuku. I like him. He's got that uh, the charm, that silly charm. Yeah, he's got a good personality sort of thing. <laughs> he's got but... a good personality. He likes long walks on the beach. But he feels a little bit sort of nothing to fight. Like I've never had a problem with him, even when you encounter him, I think, for the first time. They're like, oh, get him away from the camp. And it's just kind of random that he's there. Um, and you might not be ready for a hunt because it might have been during an expedition. But he's not particularly difficult. He's kind of like a new Kurupeko, but I, but Kurupeko is more of a challenge in past games. Yeah, I was going to say, Kuliuku could be like Kurupeko in the fact that Kurupeko would call other monsters. Um, but Kuliuku, I think, should have... It could grab an egg, and then boom, now you're fighting Arathian because you took a wyvern egg. Yeah. Does uh, that happen? Is that... It, it'll take the egg and run back to its base and eat it, uh, but Rathian will go... I've noticed Rathian will go to the nest and be like, oh, someone took my egg. I'm sad now, but doesn't fight the Kuliuku. Yeah, so that'd be good if his thieving could just trigger a bad situation. <laughs> Alrighty. Pookie Pookie. Yeah, I like him. He's good. I enjoy i don't like the poison but i like his the like again the design of his like tongue and his tail very enjoyable yeah i find him he was he was pretty fun and i fought him quite a bit because he sort of keeps you on your toes because he's got a projectile he can whip his tail or tongue he can also put poison out the back of his tail so he starts introducing like a full sort of really all round. He can fly. He can be on the ground. Starts really making you move. So that's that's fun in that way. See, I have a gripe with him because he thinks he's such hot shit because he's the gate. He is the gatekeeper of high rank, you know, and he thinks he's so cool for it, but he's not that cool. I still killed him. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Not me. Um, so, but speaking of mobile, next guy, Toby Kadachi, as you were saying before, he's quick boy. Really awesome design. Yeah. Really hard. <laughs> I like his, like, the way his fur gets, like, electric, electric, yeah, another, like, really electrified, cool. Electrified? Yeah, electrified. Yeah, yeah. Another, another good one. That's the thing with, like, all these now, Michael, monsters. The thing with all these monsters, it's like none of them are like, oh, well, that's just that. Like, they're all individual and well-designed. 
Well, Michael, you said Toby Kidachi was a snake. What he's snakes got, are you seeing? He's yeah. got a, he's got a snake like head. But he's got four legs and fur. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying he's just a snake, but I okay. think he's supposed to be a cross between like a wolf and a snake because he or like a lizard because he moves he moves really slick and sort of almost kind of slither his head but he can also run on all fours and he can glide yeah he's he it is interesting he will be a bit like a slithery lizard up onto the tree and then he'll glide like a flying squirrel do a front flip and cart you just absolutely (laughs) wreck if you get caught in that Alrighty, the next is the big boy that everyone would have seen, even if you're not in, uh, if you didn't play it, the Anjanath. Cool addition. A um, little bit, little bit gross. Just that nose just does doesn't sit well <laughs> with me. But um, yeah, he's a, he's a good, he's a tough one. I think he's probably like the first wall they want, like the first proper wall mm. the game goes for. I feel that he is a kind of double red herring. In that players of previous games might see him sort of walking by in the ancient forest and think to themselves, hang on, was that a, was that a great jaggy going by? I can hunt a great jaggy. And you go up to him and you go, oh, no. Oh, no. That's not a great jaggy at all. Yeah. I, I think people start fighting him and go, oh, he's just a T-Rex. And then yeah. all of a sudden well, he gets pseudo wings and a weird nose and breathes fire. And then that's the second one. The fire, you're not expecting the first sort of encounter with him. And boy, did that fire one hit me plenty of times. Oh, yeah. I remember we were on the stream and I was like, I wasn't half health, but I wasn't full health. Uh, and then I wasn't paying attention. Just bang, dead. It's over. Alrighty. So let's run through these real quick. We've got like yeah, the Rathian. The Rathian? Yeah. Yeah, Rathian. Rathian. We've just found out. Yeah, bread and butter. It's a wyvern. It's nice. It can poison. It's a classic. I love it. Paolumu. Good fun. Very sort of like design. Kind of like a it controls the way that you fight it because it can um, hit you with the wind from its wings. So you'd need some windproof. It can also like spit air at you. And then it can linger in the air for much longer than other flying creatures because when it inflates, but really good fun to like jump on. And then its tail, that's the other thing. So it's in the air, but then its tail is much harder than a Rathian or a Rathalos. So you'll bounce yeah. off of it. So, you, so it's a different kind of flying monster and you have to approach it a bit differently. We've got the Radaban. That guy, yeah, he was all bony, thought that I wasn't going to be able to kill him, but I did. because yeah. Not because I'm amazing, but because deep down he's just, he's a softy with a hard bone shell. Legiana? Have not fought yet. Have yeah, this yet. is out of uh, Michael's range now. Okay, so I'll, I'll just answer you then. Um, yeah, really cool. It uses the same sound effects as Xenomorph from the movie Aliens. Um <laughs> Uh, but really difficult for me. Like, not a wall, but just really difficult. Then we've got a Doggeron. Uh, good fleshy boy. Love him. We've got the classic Rathalos. Very, very uh, hard. <laughs> yeah. Ra- Rathian, but harder. Yeah, and, and then, fire and 
the next hard boy is Diablos. Oh, what a what a challenge, but also easy. Yeah, I think because by the time it like showed you Diablos, it was like, well, you've you can take them. Uh, and then this is something that Michael can speak because this is more for the story. Zora Magdaros, and then I'll say Nergigante as well. Yeah, I mean the Nergigante looks sick. I want to fight him properly, and I can't wait till I do. And the Zora Magdaros, uh, I like, I like the addition of. It's sort of a good mix-up, but I felt the quest took a long time, and like I, it wasn't even up to me how long it was taking. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It, I feel like it. He's too big, to for you to be on him fighting him. That just doesn't make sense. Whereas I think Darren and Jen Moran from previous games, they were huge, but you'd only get on them a little bit to fight them. Uh, and then the last story monster that I fought, I don't think Adrian has. No, not yet. Is the Pink Rathian, because you get up to subspecies in high rank. And Pink Rathian was so hard, I do not know how I beat it, but I did, and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And... It gives you that satisfaction. Remember when EA made that thing, that post on Reddit about satisfaction games and all that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was a meme and everyone was bashing on them. Monster Hunter World does that right and does it perfect. Absolutely. It's got that. It's it, it, in the same vein as like Dark Souls. It's like, oh, I can't believe I beat that boss. It's the same here. It's like, oh, I can't believe I managed to pull through and beat that monster. You did leave off the list, though, my good friend, the Zadziki, and I'm going <laughs> to forever hold it over your head. He's not a story monster. Isn't he? Nope. Uh, no, well, he kind of is, because you're supposed to spot him or something when you first get to the, the Coral Highlands. I fought him. You didn't. That means I'm better than you. Okay. Um, the levels are also great. We have the Ancient Forest, which is like the main one they've shown off, and we start... Uh, and it really shows how the interconnectivity was a priority in this over the previous games where uh, the levels were cut up. Yeah, they were like segregated into different areas, but now it's all one big kind of open world. The Wild Spire Waste is... I like I like the, the, the deserty to the swampy kind of Yeah, change. you get your swamp, your desert. And like an oasis kind of area, like a jungle. Then there's the Coral Highland, Coral Highlands, probably the like most beautiful. And just a quick note: the this whole game is so beautiful, so pretty. Like compared to previous ones, obviously on the 3DS, etc. This game and the Coral Highlands shows it so much. It's just very beautiful. Do we all have standard PS4s, or do we have anyone have a PS4 Pro? No, I think uh, we all got standard. Yeah, that's right. I would be like, this would be a game where you would be tempted to get a PS4 Pro. Absolutely. There are some times that I get a higher frame rate. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm not looking at too much detail or something. But when, and, and it's normally in the arena, so there's not much going on there anyway. Uh, but it's just when it's got that high frame rate, it's so beautiful. It's so amazing. My only uh, gripe with the like visuals of this game is that 
I don't know if it's how far I'm sitting from my TV, but text is really small. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> it's really straining to see like, what am I hunting here? What does that say? What did I pick up? Like, <laughs> it's just way too small. Maybe if they had like a distant mode or something where the text, text is, bigger. is bigger. See, I don't yeah. have that problem on my TV, but I've tried to stream it um, using PS4 Remote Play. And yeah, it's just because you got to have that lower quality. It's just a blur. I'm like trying to read it and I'm like, what is this? Is this join a quest or make a quest? I don't know. I feel like that's almost a problem with many modern games. They assume that your TV is so large you'll always be able to read it. Some of but us are like, made of money. Yeah, I can only afford like a 40 inch. I don't have a 60 inch. What are you talking about? Um, combat improvements. I love the improvements to the weapons and things I didn't even know I could do. I swear I put at least 20 hours into this before I learned about the spirit helm breaker on the long sword or how, how to actually mount the monsters with the switch axe and do the discharge. There's a lot of cool stuff. And even if you think you know everything about your weapon, go look. At, I recommend go look at a YouTube video or read your combos in the game because you'll find something you didn't know about. I think I found on all the all the weapons I main. I feel straight up guilty because I've only used three weapons. Yeah, I'm similar. Like I, I'm like I really should try a ranged weapon. Like I want to try the heavy bow gun or something because I've it, I, it doesn't feel like cheating, but it feels a little maybe tacky isn't the right word. It feels it doesn't feel right to just be using a switch axe. Like they put so much effort into it. I feel bad for not picking up like. <laughs> So, a ranged weapon. Here we go. New challenge. When we play with each other, we can't, like, we must change weapons, change weapons every quest we do. And if we're all interested, one one person has to roll as a support. So that's either hunting horn, bow, or bow guns. All right. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for that. And we just always have to change and go, oh, no, nah, used a glaive last time, Michael. Stop using glaives. I'm sorry. I love the bug glaive. See, but that's so interesting because I love being with my lance, shield, being slow, whereas you're up there in the sky jumping around like a madman. Like, and it's just so weird that it's the same game to me. You know what's actually really weird about that? In Dark Souls... I'm always a sword and board. I don't do very well with dexterity things. But in Monster Hunter, I prefer mobility. Same. Like, it's something about being slow and I don't like not being able to move as a monster charges at me. Like, I want to get out of the way. That's why I'm all over the, the, the long sword and the, and the switch axe. See, that's actually why I got the lance because I got sick of moving out of the way. I did the. I did the. I took inspiration from Captain America. When the whole world tells you to move, you say no. You move. And that's me with my lance. That's what I think anyway. At least I don't cut as much as everyone else because I'm not doing any damage anyway. The last. Beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Quite an inspiration to us all. Please roll <laughs> a Captain America character. Sword and shield. Yeah. No, just shield. Just no sword, just shield. All you use is your shield, no sword. Um, the last thing I want to touch upon is just 
all the quality of life and just the, the things that improve the game but didn't have much to do with combat or anything. Things like being able to change equipment after you accept a quest and even so far as to change equipment after you get to the base. Oh, my God. So yeah, good. that is amazing. Being able to start a quest and then eat and then change your weapon appropriately, which is why when if when Michael suggested that you just join an SOS and you don't really know what you're joining, it make that makes sense now because you can change your weapon to be appropriate for that monster. Whereas previously, that would have been the stupidest idea ever. What if you're you know you go to fight a Ratha, Ratha, blah, blah, blah. What if you go to fight a Rathian and you've got a poison weapon, you're stuffed because it's immune to poison? Well, no, you can change your weapon now. You can eat. And I found, actually, after a point in the story, the food is fresh even after you start your mission. So you still get that bo- those bonuses after. So you can just start a question, just go. That's and good. Then- it's good it's clever a lot of people a lot of purists this is how i feel about like people like oh pokemon gen one's the best and then the other gen stupidest. and it's like no your purity is blinded you're deluded this is so much better in every sense because it's not it's not easier it's just more streamlined that's not a bad thing well, like, I was really annoyed with one of the... The first time you encounter the Baroth, you go in and you don't know what you're fighting and then you encounter the Baroth. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to know? I'm not equipped for this. I had, like, Longsword or something, which is not as good as I was Switch Axe. And I was like, well, this is annoying. But now that I I hadn't quite latched onto the... Like, I knew you could, but I hadn't hadn't ingrained itself yet. So I was like, that's really stupid. But then I'm like, no, well, you can go and change your weapon now, looking back. And I think that's... Really good. It's still so ingrained into me that once I'm in the, the 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 ancient forest or whatever, that I'm stuck with what I've got. But you can just go in and you can go you can go craft some more traps or if you need them. It's it's all those things that make this game great. But yeah, re- is this game a game for a busy gamer? God no. No. <laughs> really? Okay. I was gonna say yes because. A, it's not as grindy as it used to be. And B, you, you, I reckon you could just do like one, like a monster quest takes about half an hour. So you could do one a day and you'd probably get pretty far in the quest. Like if you've done one a day up until now, you'd probably be close to high rank. Like there's not that many if you just did story stuff. I don't think it's as grindy as as, as you think. I think it, I think it if, is a... If you have skill... If you have the skill, um, I think you could do it. Like, hypothetically, if I set an hour aside every day and I just used my lance and I just used the one guy without an elemental boost uh, and I specifically chose that because I knew I wasn't going to have time to farm for other stuff, then, yeah, you could hypothetically. But after a point, you know, you're going to need better armor and you're going to need to fight the same guy again and again and again. And again, um, and so I don't think it's a busy gamer game. 
Yeah, I agree. If you if you know the way the game works and you're used to Monster Hunter, you can have those little hits and be quite happy. But if you're new to it, put aside some time on a weekend to really sort of sink your mind into it to understand the way it's supposed to be played. And then also from my perspective, I think I'm down in hours because if you guys haven't really been around, I haven't played as much by myself because the most enjoyment I get is uh, like doing a session of Monster Hunter together. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I think it could be like just, I think there's, I'm sure there's people out there who are just doing one hunt at a time, taking half an hour, an hour at a time. And I reckon you might not get as deep into it as other people or as we are, but I think, I think it's still enjo- like it'd still be an enjoyable experience doing that way. Well, thanks to PlayStation's rest mode, you could always pick it up and then put it down whenever you want. You know, you, sure you wouldn't be able to do multiplayer, but you can always put your PS4 in rest mode mid quest and then pick up right back after. Um, so that's good in a way. Um, it would be a lot more busy gamer friendly if it was on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Um, look, there's only so much we can talk about Monster Hunter World. There's an hour apparently wasn't enough. We're going <laughs> to... Part three of the podcast will be live on the 5th of... No, no, it's just kidding. It's just an amazing game. Do yourself a favor. If, if you're a busy gamer, get it still. Even though it's not a game for a busy gamer, still get it. <laughs> yeah, this is... This is a great game, and uh, I think the stats we showed, we told at the beginning show. Okay, now, Adrian, well, would you like to introduce the game for the next fortnight? So, yes, the next game, next episode is episode twenty, and we like to try and do something a little bit different, a little bit special for every you know ten tenth episode. We did, we did a board game at episode ten. Episode twenty is coming up. We're going to do. A game from a local developer uh, that was kind of created at the global game jam that went by the global game jam that went by last month, um, and I, th- I believe they're going to actually release it. So I've got a build of it still being worked on. I've got a build of it. Um, we're going to play that, um, and then when we actually go to record, so when the next episode comes out, we'll have an interview with the developer, with one of the devs of it, uh, and kind of just see. Get some behind the scenes, pull back the curtain, uh, and and ask them about the global game jam, about the game itself, which is called Rectifier. Um, that's all I know. I think it's a puzzle game. I don't know anything else. I saw some pictures from them creating it, um, but I look forward. I look forward to playing something I have, haven't seen before. I find it funny that we're going from Monster Hunter World, like the biggest international release this month, probably to the localist local game <laughs> an indie developer at a global game jam making a, a game uh so yeah that's it we're playing rectifier we might have some other stuff in the works but i gotta talk to them some more confirm uh but that's what we'll be playing and i look forward to it. i hope you guys are keen for it uh i'm not as smart as i used to be so a puzzle game might be interesting <laughs> Well, I don't know exactly. I think it's a puzzle game. Don't 
don't quote me on that. But like we'll I said, I've only it. seen I've only seen pictures. I tried just to look at as little as possible. I haven't played. I do like to play some global game jam games from local devs when they come out, but I try to avoid this time. But what you shouldn't do is avoid us. Check out our podcast on Facebook. You can like us. Uh, we, we're also on Twitch every Tuesday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time. We played a bunch of Monster Hunter the last two weeks. Uh, going forward, we'll be playing games from the podcast, but also games that we don't have time to play. We'll be getting our grind on then for four hours a week. Um, yeah, like us, join us, give us the reviews. You'll find us on your favorite podcast apps. Of course, you're already listening, so thank you very much for listening. I've been Adrian. I've been Michael. And I'm Matt, and I'm going to play more Monster Hunter World. Because Let's go. Should we just, I need uh, to. Let's... just go play some now? Grind out some monsters? No, i got to do that eating thing. It's getting in the way of my Monster Hunter World, oh. honestly. Well, are you going out on a quest? Yeah, I need to go do a canteen quest. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm delivering, but I'm sure. <laughs> It'll Thanks. Work, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya.